0: Body art is more popular than ever, but it's certainly not new. In fact, the oldest living remains found in archaeological discoveries have been found with tattoos. That practice of tattooing dates back at least 5,000 years. In this story, Kevin Stewart of Evolutionary Studios gives us a glimpse as to many of the reasons his studio in Hendersonville is a Main Street Award winner in Sumner County.
1: Our Main Street Award winner, Kevin Stewart, is with us from Evolutionary Studios in Hendersonville, Tennessee. First of all, congratulations. Thank you. It seems like body art has become the rage now. There was a time I remember growing up, the only people that had tattoos were in the military or in prison, <laughs> or they were part of a carnival. And now it's everybody. It's grandmothers. It's people who go through something incredible in their lives. How do you explain the rage for body art?
2: Body art is for everybody now. You know, I attribute that uh, in much part to the TV shows that started coming on around 2005. We started to see a rise in the popularity, almost a, a tattoo renaissance, if you will. It was just marketed more to all aspects of life. Of course, we did have our doctors and our lawyers who would have the the secretive tattoo that nobody knew about that no one could see under the suit. But I think it just empowered people a little bit more when they started seeing them on television and kind of got that behind the scenes look that uh, it encouraged people to, to seek out and explore their own individuality.
1: It's as much about the why as the what these days. When people choose a tattoo A lot of time, it's really significant with maybe a new life change, a breakup, a new start. What do you find when people come in? It's very emotional, isn't it?
2: It can be. Uh, You know, don't get me wrong. We still see folks that come in just for fun and those can still be great and eventually meaningful pieces. Uh, But you're right. You do see a lot of folks that would come in for uh, sentimental reasons. You know, maybe it's a a loss of a loved one or maybe to commemorate an event or especially to celebrate new life with uh, their children.
1: When you describe the way that you do body art, when you do tattoos of different kinds, how would you describe your work?
2: I don't believe in a particular style. I mean, there's a lot of guys out there that would only do American traditional or maybe they only do a Japanese style. And to me, being an artist is being adaptive to the consumer's needs. If I wanted to paint what I wanted to paint every day, then maybe I should go be an oil painter. But as a tattoo artist, as a body artist, my responsibility is to my clients and to deliver what it is that's inside their head. I need to be able to help them represent themselves, this vision that they have of themselves. So when it comes to a particular style, if I focus too heavily on only one category of art, then I don't feel like I can service my clients the best. So I try to be adaptive and I try to take a much more clinical and almost medical approach to the way I handle body art procedures. As far as you know, the interpretive styles, that's going to be largely coming from what my client just asked me to do.
1: How do you practice? I mean, I guess you can practice on paper, but the first time that you touched skin with a needle, knowing that it would be permanent—I mean, that would freak me out. <laughs> How do you practice?
2: <laughs> well, you, you have to have some really good friends. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> you know, there's there's myths and legends in the tattoo industry about you know practicing on fruit or you know animal skins and that sort of thing. And there are tools that are out there now, uh, such as synthetic skin. But ultimately, when it comes down to it, nothing can compare to working on a real life human being as i've trained others to do this i tell them you know that there's a process that we need to follow and there's a way that we practice to make sure that we're delivering the best quality of work that we can and we do want to work on close friends and family members first that you know might be a little bit more forgiving when mistakes are made but Part of that apprenticeship process is also having a competent and qualified instructor that's there to aid and assist and sometimes even clean up when necessary.
1: Have you done a lot of corrective tattoos?
2: I have done a few. Um, We do cover-ups and we do uh, some corrective work. Um, I've worked with a plastic surgeon a couple of times and helping some breast cancer survivors uh, rediscover themselves. But one of my favorite things that I do nowadays is I work with a local physician who also has a a med spa built into her practice. Matter of fact, I just left there this morning having some laser work done myself. So what we can do is between both the medical industry and the tattoo side, we can work together to achieve a goal that probably wasn't possible. 20 years ago. Uh, So if I see someone who does have a piece that they no longer want, or maybe it just holds a bad memory for them, then we don't just have a limited set of options for a cover-up. What we can do now is send them over to the physicians, let them do some laser work and lighten that up first. And then we can come back and do a much nicer tattoo. The benefit to this is I get to ask my clients a very simple question. You know, if you didn't have that tattoo there to begin with, what would you rather have there in its place? And then we just work towards that goal.
1: Well, that's incredible. Tell me about cosmetic tattoos. That is something that people are really, especially women, are really getting involved in these days. Permanent makeup, is that the same as a tattoo? Microblading, things like that?
2: It depends on who you ask, but according to the state law, yes, it is a tattoo. Now, there is a society for permanent cosmetics professionals, and they do have very strict standards that they ask that their members adhere to. And I think it's great that they have a network like that that allows them to uh, communicate effectively with health and safety protocols and recommended aftercare protocol, as well as some procedural tips in there. But permanent cosmetics and, and decorative tattooing do seem to be on opposite sides of the industry. It's not often that I see them paired together historically, but I am starting to see a lot more of it, uh, especially with the microblading, which is a, a term that was originally invented to kind of circumvent the law has now been brought back into the fold of being considered a tattoo. And uh, we're starting to see a lot more tattoo shops adapt into including some form of permanent cosmetics.
1: Well, when I saw what they had to do for microblading, it looked like a tattoo to me. It felt like a tattoo to me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it most certainly so, it.
1: the pain level, how do you deal with that when someone walks in Because there are needles involved and flu shots scare me. So uh, (laughs) how do you deal with pain?
2: Most folks don't really have that much of a problem with it. I think we live in an age now where enough people who might consider getting a tattoo has come to the understanding that it's just going to hurt. And there's not really a whole lot we can do about that. There are topical anesthetics on the market. They're moderately effective, if at all. Uh, so at the end of the day, you're still going to feel a tattoo. You're still going to feel permanent cosmetics or microblading or any of these procedures. And it does hurt. But once we kind of accept that, it's a little bit easier to handle the procedures themselves. You know, I've been doing this almost 16 years, and I've never had one person get up and run out of the chair yet. So hopefully uh, hopefully it doesn't start anytime soon
1: before people get a tattoo and they walk in to get them in different parts of their body with being, I understand the delicate parts of our body would be very difficult, but what are the most and least painful for common tattoos?
0: Again,
2: I think that's going to vary from person to person. As far as the, the term common tattoos, I'm not sure that uh, that, that term is existent anymore. <laughs> I, I've been doing this, like I said, a long time, and I've tattooed almost every square inch of the human body. And I'd say that some of the more sensitive areas would be in the bends of the knees and arm top of the head, of course, across the throat and neck areas. And some of the easier spots might be the the thigh, the upper arm, the forearm, uh, some of the hip and waist areas. But then again, once you get up onto the rib cage, that's going to change dramatically. So ultimately, I think it's going to depend on the person. You know, everybody has their own pain tolerance and some people might be more sensitive in their areas than others.
1: Do you have an age limit? Is it like alcohol 21 and up or is it with parental guidance? Or do you have any kind of legalities if someone walks in under the influence? Oh, absolutely.
2: There's, there's definitely laws that govern the ages of body piercing and tattooing. Uh, and then, of course, there's ethical considerations on top of that. The state law says that a minor can obtain a piercing with parental consent. One of the things that does concern me about the state law is that it doesn't actually specify only ears. It actually it leaves the interpretation of that law up to the artist and the discretion of the parent. So there's a lot of things that could be considered legal that might be unethical. I tend to follow what my insurance company's guidelines are, which is I only pierce ears under the age of 13, and I require that they be at least five years old. I require that five-year age limit because body autonomy is extremely important to me. In my personal opinion, piercing the ears of an infant is an unethical practice because that is something that again, in my opinion, is probably done more for the vanity of the parent than at the wish or desire of that infant child who possibly couldn't comprehend the actions that's being done to them, much less request them. So five years is okay for me. I think that uh, when someone reaches that age, they're at least somewhat competent and capable of requesting that procedure and understanding the effect that's going to happen to them. And even then, we still get some that that would come by and get a little too scared. And so we you know try to comfort them and you know even suggest to the parents sometimes that they wait until they're a little older and then try again and come back because... What's important is that it's, what that child wants, not what that parent wants for that child. So we get into a a pretty long ethical debate when it comes to body piercing in terms of, you know, the ethical practice versus what's actually legal, you know, for any kind of body piercing, minimum age is 13. And then there's obviously some that I would require that they be 18 for regardless of parental consent, again, because of good morality and ethics. Uh, As far as state law and tattooing in Tennessee, you have to be 18 period. There's, there's no parental signing for a minor tattooing in Tennessee. There is one little caveat to that. There's a clause in the law that allows for a minor that is 16 years of age or older can get a cover-up of an existing tattoo with parental consent. Typically, I only see that when I've got someone that wants to enter the military and might have something that they need to be removed or covered up. With lasers being an option now, it's rarely the case.
1: It really is a very special industry, but we've gone through a really revolutionary year. And I remember the day that I had friends that were so excited that tattoos during the COVID were okay, tattoo studios could open. And I thought, well, I didn't think about that almost being an essential service, but tattoo artists were able to work before hairstylists. Can you explain a little bit about the safety that you use in your studio so that people can feel good about coming in? As I did the research for this, the thing that came back over and over and over again was how people loved your studio and how clean it was and how safe they felt.
2: Well, thank you for those kind words. And yes, we do take a priority on uh, sterilization and safety. And of course, that's one of the reasons that the state looked at us and said, okay, we can let these people get back to work because one of our state requirements in order to become licensed as a piercer or a tattoo artist is to be certified in a bloodborne pathogens course that is uh, conducted by the state. Now, that's a one-time thing that we have to do at the very beginning of the uh, apprenticeship. Here, I do things a little bit differently and I require that all of my my employees recertify every year per OSHA standards. Uh, I'm actually duly licensed. I am a certified safety instructor that teaches first aid, bloodborne borne pathogens, CPR. Uh, and I'm actually going back for additional certifications later this winter. As far as tattoo shops go, we have a really great state health department and they come in here every three months. They look through every stitch of our paperwork. They inspect the dates of our ink, our needles. They sit down with us and discuss any concerns that they have. And I've been fortunate that in my 15 years, almost 16 years that I've been doing this, I've never had anything less than a perfect 100 on my health scores. And I think that goes a long way in showing the state that not only are we capable of maintaining a safe environment, but that we want to work alongside them and help create that environment so that we make sure that we're not putting any of our clients at risk or the general public.
1: That's just amazing. I had no idea that so much went into it, but I do know why you got the best in Sumner County. If someone wanted to reach you right now, how long do they have to wait? Is it something they could just do a walk-in, or do they have to make an appointment and and wait a while?
2: Uh, For me personally, it's going to be a little bit of a wait. I do have a staff here that has availability uh, as early as two to three weeks out. For me personally, I do some morning appointments and those are available as early as spring. And then I have evenings and weekends. I'm currently booking those for
1: 2021. Yes, ma'am. Holy moly. When it comes to a picture or something that somebody wants on a tattoo or they want something designed, do they ever have you draw it first?
2: Oh, absolutely. So the typical process is that a, a client will reach out with an idea that they have. Uh, Most of the time nowadays, they'll have a reference image or something that they want me to base it off of. But occasionally, I still get to get to have a little bit more fun and design it from scratch. But regardless, we'll Talk about the design. We'll do a consultation where we discuss all of their options. Uh, make sure I understand completely what the request is, and then we'll schedule the appointments or the series of appointments beyond that date. When they come back in for that first appointment, they'll have a chance to review their design, discuss any concerns with me. We make any necessary changes, and then we uh, we go ahead and do the procedure at that time.
1: Can you tell by this interview that I've been considering this, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs>
2: well i would hope so but you know the cool thing about body art is that it it is for everybody but not everybody has to do it it's it's a completely personal thing and i do encourage anybody that's interested in it to explore it and see if it's for them but but, you know you just got to do what's right for you and the website is just evolutionarystudios.com of course we've got facebook and instagram and you can reach me directly at Kevin Stewart at evolutionarystudios.com or you can reach the general mailbox at info at evolutionarystudios.com and of course you can always give us a call at 615 431
1: This was a great
0: conversation for me. <laughs> Thank you for your time.
2: I appreciate that. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Kevin shared that he does have a minimum age limit, but so far his oldest tattoo recipient was in her 90s she came in with her family of girls and they made a group event out of it. If body art or piercings are on your bucket list, make your plan and plan to wait a while. Evolutionary Studios also teaches the ancient art with all of the modern technology and safety of today. Thanks for listening to this episode. I'm Devin O'Day for Main Street Today.